Again, that's the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 25 through 26. Uh, we've been spending time in Jesus' prayer this year, and we've now come to the very end of it. So if you would, read along with me. Jesus prays, O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known, that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. Here ends the reading of God's holy word. Let us go to God in prayer. O holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So it's the end of Jesus' prayer. And in these final two verses, Jesus essentially sums up everything he's been praying for in just these two verses. For throughout Jesus' prayer, he's lifted up unity, glory, love, mission, knowledge. And here he sums it all up. But I want to go back for a minute to a bit earlier in his prayer, to verse 3, and, and listen here at the beginning when he says, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, in whom you have sent. See, in the very end of Jesus' prayer, he declares that he has made known the Father's name. And he's specifically talking to believers, to those who have put faith in Christ. He's telling the Father, I have made your name known. And he says, and I will continue to make it known. Continue to make it known. And then he reveals the purpose. He says, the purpose being that the love the Father has for the Son will be also in the believer. That the love the Father has for the Son, we, as believers in Christ, will get that love. This perfect love, this holy love, this complete love will be in us because of Christ and what he accomplishes on the cross and through his resurrection. Augustine wrote in his confessions, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it rests. In you. And so it is that the love we search for in this world it will never be enough. The love from friends, the love from kids, grandkids, family members, the love of a spouse will never be enough to bring us our heart's rest. It's why that it's, there's not another created person who can complete us. 
For you see, Jerry Maguire had it all wrong. In the movie, it goes, he splits off from his company, and it's a ruthless world out there, and left with one client, and then his client has the biggest day of his career, and they're going to get a payday, and their little experiment in business is going to work, but he's been alone because Tom, who, Jerry Maguire, who's played by Tom Cruise, his wife has kicked him out. And on the night of his biggest career success, he goes back to her home, and he has this elongated speech in which he says, you complete me. But Hollywood got it wrong. You can never complete me. Our completeness, our peace, our rest, our joy is complete in Christ and in Christ alone. It's not found elsewhere. And it's here in Jesus's prayer that he ends by saying, and I in them. For you see, we do not get love as a substance, as if it were a gift, the gift itself. We receive Christ himself. He dwells in us along with the Father and the Spirit so we may receive what he requests in this prayer. Paul writes in his letter to the Colossians in the first chapter, verse 27, he says, To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. When Paul then later writes the Ephesians in chapter 3, he prays for them. And in verse 16, he prays this way, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So that Christ may dwell in you. That you may be strengthened to a knowledge that of the love that surpasses all other knowledge. You may have the fullness of God in you. Paul writes about Christ in us and dwelling in us in almost every one of his letters to the churches. And Jesus repeatedly speaks of it throughout the Gospel of John. But Paul makes it explicitly clear in his second letter to the Corinthians in chapter 6, verse 16, when he says, For we are the temple of God. See, Paul put it in a words that we can then understand. For the temple, as we understand it and as we read the Old Testament, the temple was the very location of where God dwelt on earth. In the Holy of Holies. This was the location of God. And when Paul writes about the mystery that is Christ in us, 
The mystery is that it was hidden in the Old Testament and revealed in Jesus that the temple is no longer needed because Christ is in you, the believer. For you see, Christ now lives in us, dwells in us. You, Christian, are the temple of the living God. And if Christ is in me, I need fear nothing. If Christ is in me, I need to fear nothing. For he will be with us wherever we are. Boy, do we need to hear that today. Is that not a message we need to hear right now to be reminded of in this season? That wherever we are, Christ is there with us for he lives in us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit aren't tied down to a building. But Christ dwells in you, the believer. Wherever you are, in a, whether it's a house of mourning or a house of feasting, a hospital, a sports field, behind a computer screen, or being an essential worker, ministering to the unreached, or praising God with fellow believers. Christ is with us. Now, while we miss each other, we miss gathering as the body of Christ in corporate worship. Rest assured, Christ has not left us, for he lives in you. This week, Holy Week, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be strengthened, knowing this, that you are not alone. No, Christ lives in you. In John chapter 14, beginning in verse 18, Jesus makes this promise. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you also will live. And that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. This is Jesus' promise to you. That while we may feel alone and apart from each other, that this social distancing and physical distance from each other, Christ has not left you. Maybe the truth is that we have spent too much time and energy seeking the love and company of others to fulfill us and to complete us. Maybe it is that we have failed to believe that Jesus actually is enough. That he is sufficient. That it's not just something we say about his work on the cross, but Jesus himself is sufficient for us in all times. Because he dwells in us. And right now, we have time. We have time without the company of others. And we will spend Easter apart from each other. And God only knows how long he will keep the church from gathering in fellowship and in worship. 
but we have Christ. Folks, we have Christ living in us. This is good news. This is the glory. This is the richness. For when we say blessed by the best, we're not talking about worldly and material possessions. We're talking about the riches of glory, as Paul talks about, which is Christ in us. And because Christ is in us, we get that love the Father has for the Son. We are never alone. That the completeness we need is found in Jesus. Folks, he has not left us as orphans. In life and in death. Our only hope is that we belong to Christ and he lives in us. Right now, in the midst of this pandemic, it's demonstrating a lot of our fears. Fears of being alone. Our fears of getting sick and not having the ability to say goodbye to possibly loved ones. And then for some, even the fear of dying all by ourselves. But folks, the promise is clear in Scripture. That he will never leave you nor forsake you. That Christ is in you. That there's nothing in all the world, in the earth or under the earth, in viruses or pandemics that can ever separate you from the love of God found in Christ Jesus. Oh, this Holy Week, yes, we may be apart, but Christ is with us. And that is the reason we shout hallelujah and amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the riches of your glory that Christ dwells in us. That your love that you have for the Son is also in us. That you are who you say you are. That you are faithful to your promises. That you are unchanging. And that you have never left us or forsaken us. And in these times we feel alone. The truth is you are there with us. And we can turn to you. We can turn to you with the heavy burdens we care, carry of guilt and shame. We can turn to you in our time of need. Because, oh Lord, the truth of the matter is, when we came to know and realize upon seeing you, you complete us. And we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen.